and I was the cause, I was the bottleneck. And you don't realize it until you get out of the way and you start trusting your team to do what they really, really want to do. Inherently, they want to do good things. Just let them do it, and all of a sudden you grow, and like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this a lot, a lot sooner. Welcome to the Biz Power Hour podcast, where we discuss all things related to your business in sales, marketing, software, and strategy, bringing you the industry-leading experts with uncut and unedited advice, opinions, and actionable takeaways. Sit back and relax. This is the Biz Power Hour, and it begins now. Welcome again to the Business Power Hour. This is your host, Daniel Bushes. Today, why having the right staff is critical to your business success. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and I'm super pleased to have our guest for today, Tim Lyons, the CEO and founder of ProFit Marketing Solutions, and he's also the CEO and founder of Pulse Fitness based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Without further ado, Tim, can you you know welcome everyone on and then tell them a little bit about both of the businesses that you run? Daniel, what's up, man? Glad to be here. So, yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, you know, you mentioned it. I own a brick and mortar fitness facility here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I also own and operate Profit Marketing Solutions, which is a marketing coaching company for the fitness business. Uh, you know, niche. So we're working with a lot of gym owners that are looking to scale and get out of the day-to-day operations of their facilities because a lot of them are stuck and they don't know how to get out. And that's what I specialize in. So thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those that are listening, I've had um, the blessed pleasure to work with Tim on a number of different projects and things over the course of four years. Can you believe it's been four years, man? I know how I got a hold. Do you remember how I got a hold of you the very first time? A blog post, right? Yeah, blogs don't work, right? You got a four-year client out of a, a blog post you you did on a, um, I think it was a a survey style New Year's resolution campaign and infusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you over the over the years that I've had the the opportunity to get to know you better. I I also consider you a personal friend. Um, I, I've grown with a deep respect of how you've scaled not just one business, but two businesses. And we all know as business owners how difficult it is to scale a business. You've scaled two, and even mm-hmm. further, you've scaled two in, in two completely different industry categories. And I mean industry categories, they're all focused on health and wellness, but a marketing and coaching company and an actual brick and mortar very high class fitness facility. Those are two different animals. And so you've accomplished both, which is, which is a huge feat. So I have a deep respect for you. Now, for anyone who's listening, they're probably wondering, well, what, you know, Hey, what does this guy or what does this topic about fitness have to do with me? I I know I'm not in the fitness business. And in reality, everything we're going to talk about today applies to any business regardless of where you're located and regardless what industry you're, you're in, because if you don't have the right staff in your company, you're not going to scale. And even if you do have a little bit of success, you're going to be mired in the business, stuck on working in the business and not on the business to actually grow. You've done both of those things. And those are the things that you help uh, your clients with across the United States. And you've even been flown to Australia to do the same thing. So yeah. I'd say, you're quite qualified to have this conversation. 
I feel like I am, you know, that listening to the talk, like, you know, I just kind of do it. And then I don't, you don't ever really stop and like, look back and like, man, what have I really done? And it, it seems to be a lot, but when you're doing it every day and you're just kind of growing, obviously I've been in the business for 10 years. So a decade worth of work kind of gone into this. So it's, you make these changes over time. This isn't something that you just snap your fingers one day and all of a sudden it all works. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride. I mean, it's uh, had its challenges just like any other business does, but, um, but they're similar. Like, like you said, this really isn't unique to the fitness space or the marketing coaching space. This is how to scale any business. And it comes down to, you got to have the right players on your team right? You mentioned that as the topic of the conversation. You can't do everything yourself. So eventually you're going to have to have people doing the the busy work, the day-to-day stuff that get, that moves the needle, right? And gets you out of doing everything. Because what I found early on was I was doing everything and I was the cause, I was the bottleneck and you don't realize it until you get out of the way and you start trusting your team to do what they really, really want to do. Inherently, they want to do good things you just let them do it. And all of a sudden you grow and like, Oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this a lot, a lot sooner. Yeah. A, a recent industry statistic that I read was it, the cost of a bad hire is about 10 times the annual revenue. I'm sorry, the annual salary of that person. So let's just do some simple math. If you're paying someone $10,000 a year, to get them out of the business and the damage they've done and then to retrain and get someone else in place is mm-hmm. 10 times that. So if you have $10,000, the cost to your business is a hundred thousand yep. dollars. That can be crippling for a lot of businesses. And we're talking months and months and months of going back and trying to fix what either wasn't ever finished or wasn't done right. Lord knows how many potential customers that you may have lost in the way. Yeah, it's painful to, to hear that statistic, but uh, that, is a, that is a known statistic. And in fact, when I first got out of college, my first job was a new hire at a construction company. Uh, I, was a, I was in uh, the management side, so we were a general contractor, and that was what my boss told me. He goes, I know that you're going to cost us uh, three times your salary just in the mistakes you make on your first two years in this job. We just know that. They know that because it's a part of it. It's not that I was a bad hire. It's just that they expect to have to train and deal with it. And there's going to be mistakes that are made and, and they're willing to absorb that. But if you're not as a business, if you weren't as a big powerhouse, like that massive construction company, which is like number three in the world, you can't take that kind of, you can't have, you can't have a bad hire. You just can't do it. You're going to, you could go out of business overnight. Right. 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 So, So the whole uh, adage, hire, slow, fire, fast, it couldn't be more true. And I think probably most of the people listening to your podcast have done that. They've they've hired the wrong person and let them erode the business for way too long and not let them go sooner. And they wish they would have done it sooner. And it's time to, maybe this is your wake up call. Maybe this this podcast is going to help you look internally after we get through this and, and say, holy cow, I've got some A players and I got, a, I got some C players here and these C players got to go. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to think, I can't remember the name of the CEO, but it was a billion dollar company. And the woman uh, said, she said, I've never regretted firing someone. I've only regretted waiting so long to fire them. And yeah. so that's, you know, and the, 
that's just one of the pieces of, of staff. I know this is what we're starting with, but it's finding the right people, making sure that you've got the right people in the right position or the right seat, right, for the job, yeah. and that they understand where the company's headed and they understand how to contribute to the company's success. And you've done that very effectively with coaching businesses on this, these are the people you need to hire and this is what they have to do in order for you to hit whatever that goal is. X amount of clients a month, X amount of revenue, um, you know, removing the business owner out of the day to day. So if we can, let's, let's talk about what are some of the things that you talk to business owners about for making sure that they're making the right hire? Okay. Well, I think it starts well before actually hiring somebody. I think it starts really back to where as a business owner, you, you know your business better than anybody else. You know that there's all these things that need to happen on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, month, quarterly, whatever it is. If let's just say you build widgets and you know that you need somebody to sell the widget, make the widget, market the widget, uh, package the widget, all those things have to happen. Those are all called um, like um, uh, not job descriptions, but these are things that have to get done in the in the business. So job functions. So these are all job functions. Okay. So now you lay out all your functions, and then you determine who's going to do those things. You can have an organizational chart, sure, but how do you know which people are going to be the best at building the widget and marketing the widget? So one of the best tools out there that is underutilized is something called a disc assessment that is pretty much going to tell you who's going to be the best person. It's a personality profile. It takes about 15 minutes to do. They're free online and you learn a lot about your team. So we, we, we don't force, but we rolled this out and everybody did this and it helped me determine, well, wait a minute, I've got this guy over here building the widgets. He's actually a better fit to sell the widget. So let's put him in sales. And all of a sudden, his, you know, our, our revenue grew. He's better at that position because he doesn't, you know, sometimes they, they have an enjoyment for something or something else, but they're not really that good at it. The disc assessment tells you exactly where this person should be in your organization. So that's a great tool uh, that we utilize, especially when we're doing new hires. Now, I don't know the laws that say if you can give somebody a disc assessment and determine whether or not you're going to hire somebody based on that. Right. You're not an HR person. You're, yeah. you're uh, an executive coach that happens to be in the fitness and, well, and wellness space. So yeah. we're not covering like HR things, but I, yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So we, we gave it to our current employees and staff at both companies all at one big rollout and we made some massive changes and they were all the right decisions. So use that. If you've got a team and you've got all these things and job function that needs to have done and you're just not sure if this person's really in the right seat, like you mentioned, maybe that's a better person to be uh, packaging the thing or selling it or doing the damn accounting. Or, or if somebody's driven by, this is another thing it tells you, are they driven by revenue? Are they driven by uh, structure? Are, do, are they driven by having uh, processes laid out for them every single day and working off of a list? Some people thrive in that environment. And you need to know who those people are. What's that? Yeah, I said, I'm really glad you brought that up because the DISC profile uh, gives the ability for a business owner to understand, you know, if you have a staff member that can't seem to finish a project, right? 
They, they start up, they're a quick start, they get ramped up, and then you're wondering, like, why, why is he or she not finishing the job? You can un- uncover those things, those characteristic, characteristics in the disk profile, which is going to understand, hey, this person is not the person that's supposed to finish this. This is, this is person's better suited for this specific thing. Yeah. So you're not wasting time, money, and frustration of staff if you know that that's not something that they enjoy or that they're, they're programmed to do. Yes, yes. Yeah, you nailed it. Like you don't, you think everybody should do something a certain way. Some people need that. They need to be told what to do and left alone and never talk to again until the project's done. That we had, We've had those uh, staff and they're great. They're always going to get the project done. They don't need to be babysat and they're going to get it done, but they just don't want anybody looking over their shoulder. We have those types of, of, of employees and we've also got ones that need to be told every single day what exactly to do. Maybe we do it through, through a list of things or whatever, but they need to follow an order. And there's those type of people. And then there's some people that just, they can do all of it. And there's some people that can just, you know, they're self-starters. They don't, they just, they're natural born leaders. So we've got people like that too. So that's going to help anybody listening. Just have everybody do a quick disc assessment, DISC, get that data back and then meet with each individual person. And then figure out, hey, you know, this is how I, this is how I need to, to, you know, manage this person in my, in my uh, structure. Let's talk about core values. I know a lot of companies, they'll create core values and then they do nothing with them. And then when you talk about, hey, your KPIs, your key performance indicators for your staff, when you meet with them for the monthly or quarterly review, you need to bake in the core values into their performance report to see if they're actually living and breathing what your core values are, because ultimately that's how you're going to message and market. And that's the experience you want your customers or consumers to have with your company. So let's talk about that a little bit, because when you get into the hiring phase and you get into the performance evaluation phase, if you're not hiring and evaluating based off of core values, then Lord knows what the experience is that your customers and prospects are, are having with your brand. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you nailed it, right? The customer experience needs to be uniform across all, you know, contact with anybody in your business. And if you don't have a standard core value or compass for your company to make decisions on, then everybody is on their own. And then the experience changes from, from one employee to another. And so, yes, having core values is, is uh, kind of like old school as that is, needs to be forefront. We've, we've got it here in the gym. We've got it on the wall in the, in the uh, training room. Like we know what our core values are. We talk about them every week. And more often than not, any decision that comes up, whether or not I'm involved, can be answered by what's on the damn core values. And they know the answer. They know what decision they need to make. And that protects you as an organization that you're going to present the same level and same experience across any customer that, that enters into your kind of ecosystem. So yeah, they're, they're, that, they're that important. Yeah, it gives you the ability to really identify with your, your staff if they're, if they're meeting the core values because if they're not meeting the core values when you go through your performance reports with them or your quarterly reviews, then that might be an opportunity to either identify, is this a a coaching issue where we need to give this person more training or guidance? Or is this so severe that 
we have to remove this person before they become a cancer and affect the organization and other staff members. Yep. And, you know, nobody likes to have those conversations. They're not fun. Like you said, it, you know, you never regret that. That one CEO said that she never regretted a hire. just what she did it faster. But so, so to prevent that from happening, uh, you, you got to have these, these little powwows. They don't have to always be structured. You could have a little quick sit down, five minute conversation with one of your team members uh, especially if there's an issue and always you could always go back and leverage the core values that they agreed to when they signed as a, the employment agreement with you that they were going to uphold these core values. And if they're not, well, that's terms for, you know, termination. You can do that right there on the spot. You know, and there's different States like here in Arizona, it's at will we can terminate or they can quit for any reason at any time. So there's not like much they could say, but if you have that as a, as a backbone or foundation of what you guys believe in as a foundation, foundational uh, company, then there's really no arguments. You're just not following these things that we've, we've agreed to. There's, there's no room for you here anymore. Right. And having that baked in, so they understand that they're going to be evaluated on that. They, they know that they have to live and breathe those core values because ultimately that plays into their job description the experiences with other staff members and the experiences with, you know, the customers and the public. So, and and I'll, and I'll use a quick example and it may not be the best example, but if every time you walked into a Starbucks anywhere in the United States, you got a completely different experience. You would likely stop trusting Starbucks and you would then, you know, when you're traveling for business, go to XYZ coffee shop down the street rather than your trusted Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because you understand and you have a faith that when you walk in there, you're going to have a certain kind of experience at a, at a certain kind of price point. And those are things that are baked into that organization. Otherwise, why would you ever be loyal? Because you never are quite sure the experience you're going to have. So it gets to a scaling perspective. If you ever want to grow, you're going to have to have a system in place that establishes the right staff and is led by core values. So that's going to enable you to have more free time to focus on growth rather than dealing with staff issues and unhappy customers, right? Absolutely. And I'll take this even, we, we've turned the fitness kind of the standard fitness business on its head, the way we run our operations here. Most, you know, if you're, you're looking at personal training, usually it's one client's going to be trained with this one coach all the time at here we have a team of coaches that our clients schedule a time and it doesn't matter which coach trains them because they're going to get the same experience and it, and that protects the business on a lot of levels. What if that one coach that's training that one client all the time goes on vacation, gets sick, a government quits or you fire that person. What happens to the client? You're going to lose that client. So we, we can't, we work as a team. One of our core values is trust and teamwork. Every client can train with any coach at any hour of the day. And that's, not the normal thing, but that's what's helped us scale the business because now I can plug and play coaches and I'm not worried about that one coach leaving and then losing half my clients from it. So same, same similar thing. Yeah. So they get the same experience every single time. I, I think that's a golden nugget right there because so many, you know, consultants, marketing agencies, service-based businesses, um, and even even companies with sales teams, it's all about the relationship, right? But what they what they do, a lot of them do wrong, is that they focus on the relationship with the person and not the brand, right? Yeah. 
And if you look at billion dollar brands, if you're going to go buy an, an Apple iPhone, you're not buying an Apple iPhone because your relationship with like, you know, Steve at the Apple store, you're buying it because of the relationship with the brand and that there's a faith and there's a trust and there's, there's a multitude of things that you have an affiliation with the brand, not the specific person. So what you're suggesting there is pretty smart and it's a scalable solution. If they have an affinity and a relationship with the brand, it no longer is hinging on that staff member because we all know in a business, you're going to have churn, right? Your, your, your staff is going to turn over from time to time and you don't want to lose customers because someone walks out the door. Yes. And it happens in this industry, especially, but it can happen in any industry. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, I've got several people that fulfill and deliver the service or product to the end user. Like for us, it's training, but maybe it's marketing, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's whatever it is. Uh, yeah, you can, you need to have a customer experience that's identical to no matter who they talk to. It doesn't matter if they're talking to Katie today or Samantha or Joe, they can, they're just working with you as a company and that's the best position to be in. Cause now you're not held hostage as a business owner to the, to the employees and the staff. And they, not, not that you, it's a leverage game, but they lose leverage to where like they, you, you've seen it before. Like, Hey, I'm a big producer here and I'm, you know, I'm the man or I'm the woman here. You owe me more money. Like, no, no, you're doing your job. You're based on the systems. And yeah, you know what, if, if, uh, if Mary is going to take your job, she's going to do just as good a job as you and they're going to have the same experience. You're not going to lose any customers. So again, not that I'm saying you want to like have leverage over your staff, but that comes into play. A lot of times I hear it more often than not. You, uh, gym owners or business owners are worried about losing that one star employee and the whole business is going to collapse. So they pay them more, maybe overpay them, maybe give them more vacation and bend over backwards to let that pe person keep, stay happy. And they're usually the ones with the, the toughest to deal with. So, you know, what are we really doing? Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny you brought up that example because, now, I have a personal trainer and he just left the business and the way that, that Jim ran it was, I, you know, he sold me on the package. I developed the rapport and relationship with him. I only did, um, you know, engagements with him. Yep. And when he left the business last week, they're like, okay, we're going to sign you to so-and-so now. And I said that, you know what, uh, that's okay. I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to quit. And it was because, well, if so-and-so is not there anymore and you're going to abruptly hand me over to someone else and I've never met them, I've never had any experience with your facility at all other than this one person, why am I going to continue? Where's the trust that I'm going to get the equal experience and the yep. equal value for my hard-earned money? Yep. And arguably, this would be with anything across the board, whether you're a coach, a marketing agency, whether you're, you've got a customer support team. If these people are developing relationships with one person, that's not to the best of your business. And I'd, I'd even take it a step further and say, if you're at the stage that you're under a million dollars or maybe you've even made it past the million dollar mark, if your customers have a relationship directly with you and they don't really care about your team, you're never going to be able to get out of your business because your customers are going to demand that experience and it's not scalable. You can't replicate yourself and yeah. you certainly don't want your business hinging on 
one or two people that own the relationships. It, that's actually, that's not a business. Right. It's a, it's a job. You own a job. Yeah. You yeah. own a job that comes with a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you've been there before. We've had this conversation where people only want to work with you and they only want to work with me. And the way I got out of it was I started to trust my team. Obviously I would coach them and train them and I would allow them to, I would hand off clients. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm tied up in a meeting. I'm going to let uh, Randy take this call today and force, even if I was available, I would force them to start to understand that they don't need to just work with me. You know what I mean? So it, I was able to break some of those relationships, although I'm still around, they don't need to be only talking to me because if they only going to talk to me, nothing's going to get done because I'm not available half the day. Right. So, or neither are you. Could you imagine how silly it would be that you go to the Apple store and you're like, I am not buying a new uh, MacBook until I talk to Tim cook. I I want him on the phone. I want him to sell me the MacBook. Like it seems ridiculous. Right. Yeah. when we step out of the, the big business world and we step into the small to medium-sized business, somehow we forget that and then we go back to this thing of, no, no, they, they have to talk to so-and-so or it's got to be me. And in reality, as long as your staff's following the core values, they know what they got to do and they know their contribution to how that's going to help the company, then mm-hmm. you should have a scalable <clears throat> framework in order to yeah. remove yourself from the day-to-day. I agree. And I think everybody having a, a single single focus on what the business is trying to do. I've done that recently here at ProFit is we've become, uh, everybody's very aware of the daily sales goals, the, the, the annual sales goals, and it's changed kind of everything. So now what's really cool is we've got everybody focused on sales, which isn't normally the, the deal. Usually it's one person on sales, one or two people doing this. Now I had just recently, uh, this was crazy. This has never happened until I did this. Uh, one of our gals that does our data, she's the one that does the data reports for our marketing campaigns and delivers them to the end user, to the client. And she'll have a call and she'll go over the, the, uh, the data with them. She actually made a sale because she's having the conversation and she knows the goals and she's like, you know what, let's, uh, let's renew you for another three months. And she sold it and all of a sudden I see this revenue coming in like who made this sale? And it was Katie made the sale talking about data. You kidding me? Awesome. It was the best feeling in the world. I love that. Let's (laughs) take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about transparency because that's exactly what you're, you're getting to is transparency through the organization where everyone knows the goals. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're a business owner and you're passionate about what you do. You also know that running a business has its challenges that demand a lot of your time. Then comes marketing, your website, generating leads, follow-up, nurturing, and conversion. That's where Built by Love shines. We are a full-service marketing agency with over 20 years of experience. We've guided hundreds of business owners just like you with our proven process for growing their businesses online customized one-on-one solutions that will get you the results you're looking for. It all begins with a conversation and we invite you to book a free marketing consultation at builtbylove.agency slash let's talk. We look forward to being your guide to even more success. Welcome back to the Business Power Hour. This is Daniel Bushes. 
I have Tim Lyons, CEO of Profit Marketing Solutions and Pulse Fitness. Profit Marketing Solutions is a global coaching business that helps health and wellness-based businesses and fitness gyms to scale past the million-dollar mark. Um, Tim, you've trained people all over the world. Uh, before the break, you started having a conversation that was really, really valuable, talking about transparency in the organization. And for those that are just tuning in, one of the biggest things is business owners feel like they don't want to show numbers or talk about revenue goals to the company. And what you've done is you've completely opened it up to transparency of saying, these are the numbers. Everyone, not one person is the salesperson. Everybody is working in unison towards these revenue goals. And you brought up an example. I'm going to hand it over to you about how you've implemented that and then how you ended up having someone sell that's not even a, a salesperson in your organization. Well, right, right, exactly. So what you said is like, we just, I just decided, I'm like, you know what? This is a small business. We're, we're almost like a family. We hang out on the weekends. The, the, I'm talking about the staff and some of them, are, a lot of them are family of mine. And, you know, I just said, you know what? This is bigger than just me. Let me just, let's share the, the, the data and the revenue goals and with everybody. Let's just put it on the table. This is what we're doing as a team. We're moving the ship in this direction. Here's our new goal for this month, and here's how we're going to break it down. We're going to break it down, put together a slick Excel sheet where daily the, the date changes and the, and the revenue goals for the day change to make sure we're on track and staying on track. And every day, if we don't hit our goal, the next day it's a little bit higher. And it's broken down by, by, um, by the day of the week or day of the month, which is like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. Anyways, long story short, was we have a, a position in our company, which is uh, one of our Facebook ads managers that, that creates reports and has calls with our clients to talk about, you know, ad spend and cost per lead and, you know, does the ad copy and kind of tweaks things as needed. And she was having a conversation with a client and because we're so sales focused and she knows the goals, she went ahead and, and uh, renewed a client to continue on for another three months and made a sale. And I don't think she's made a sale ever in this organization until we put this into play uh, in four years. She, you know, took it upon herself. You know what? Uh, you know what? This, this, these campaigns going great. Let's up the budget. Let's go ahead and extend you out for another three months. Sign the deal. I saw the revenue come in uh, through our infusion soft. And all of a sudden, like who made this sale today? It was like, None of it. We were having a meeting and this sale came in and she made the sale on her own. And because she knows that uh, which direction the company is trying to go. And it was, it was awesome. It was the best feeling. So for this example, sharing the goal of the company and the direction of where you're headed and then having everyone being a contributing factor to it is helping you guys to grow. And no longer are you focused on one sales rep, so to speak, to sell. Anytime they see an opportunity, they can add value. They, they basically have the authority and they know the numbers that they can sell right there. So it's not this abrupt handoff. Oh, well, let me get you over to Joe. Joe's going to uh, sell this now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on how your organization is structured. We're, we're small enough and we can, you know, make decisions quickly. But, you know, technically there's some companies that pay sales commissions and they have to go through the salesperson. I'd recommend letting everybody sell. I mean, why not? Uh, unless there's a certain things that need to be said or else, you know, but we, our stuff's really simple. Anybody can sell what we're doing here. So 
it, it allowed it allowed her and I gave her I gave them the authority. That's the other thing. I don't care at all if any of my team members make a decision, regardless if it's wrong or right. My thing is make the damn decision and go a hundred miles all in on that decision. Whether or not it's right or wrong, we're gonna figure that out in a minute. But even if you make the wrong decision, I'm never gonna come down on you. As long as there's a reason and you thought through the process of why that was the best solution for this problem at the time, then I can, then I can, I'll get behind you on that as a team. And my whole team knows that. And they, now they're not paralyzed by indecision. We move fast on a lot of things. I love it. Um, and that ties back to core values. Like in, in our marketing agency, uh, two of our core values are own your outcomes and exceptional experiences, right? And so the team's been given the authority that if an issue is a, it arises from a client, I don't care if it's the copywriter and the client's talking to the copywriter about a marketing campaign or if it's a Facebook ad or whatever it is. Whomever gets that now owns it. They have to own the outcome and they have to provide an exceptional experience. And then one of the other core values we have is, is basically not problems, but solutions. Don't sit there and, and address a problem without providing a solution. Because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. Um, thanks. Uh, I'll pass it on. There's no solution there. You need to come up with some kind of solution before you get off that call right. with that, that customer or client so they know it's being handled. Yeah. And following those core values, if they do make a misstep, it's rare, but if they do, at least the experience on the customer or client's end is that people are owning it, they're taking actions immediately on it, and they're not sitting there letting this fester in the client or the customer to say, God, are they going to fix this? What's going on? And then they start doubting. And that's when you create friction points that's going to make that person really think twice before they do business with you again. And yes. if you allow me, one of the, everything that you're saying, Ritz Carlton, the hotel chain, which is, you know, arguably one of the top hotel chains in the world, they've, They've enabled every single staff member from the maid to the janitor sweeping the floor to the person behind the front desk of the hotel that they have the authority to basically spend up to $5,000. Now, obviously, this is a high-end hotel, right, with an mm -hmm. average room rate of $500 a night. But they've trained their staff that if you're walking down the hallway and something's wrong in your hotel room and, and the janitor sweeping the floor and you go to that janitor and say, my breakfast was bad. It was cold and my, my room isn't made and I don't like my room. I want to be moved. That janitor is not going to tell you to go to the front desk. That janitor is going to have the authority to solve all of the problems up to a certain spend limit. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes their hotel experience so much different than any other hotel. If you think about it, and I'm not knocking any other hotel chains, but if you've ever been to a hotel and you've had a bad experience, whatever that might be, good luck. Like you talk to the maid, the maid's not gonna do anything for you. You know, you, you go talk to the concierge, the concierge is gonna send you the front desk. The front desk is gonna say, we gotta call a manager and that manager yeah. might be busy. And then, you know, this is all friction points. And if you're staying in say like a hotel, you likely have a limited amount of time. It could be a vacation. It could be a business reason, but you're short on time either way. And so 
they've addressed that concern by giving ownership to everybody in the organization. And that's exactly what you're suggesting for business owners. Yeah. You know that I was going to use that same analogy because I, I've uh, stayed at Ritz Carlton's and I've heard these, they, they own the customer service in that, in that uh, arena. They crush it. The, the, another example is the waiter goes to the, to the, uh, you know, serving the, the meal asks how they, how the night was last night with this couple. And the, the guy explains that, Hey, he uh, had a bad night's sleep. The pillows were too soft or whatever. Next thing you know, there's new pillows in the room with a note from the waiter. I, I, I saw this happen. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Anybody. So, th- so what they figured out is, is, all these people are customer facing in my organization. I, I they're going to hear stuff well before anybody. Some you know some of the other people that could maybe make those decisions quick. Then let them make the let them solve the problem first. And that customer experience is yeah. I'm going to go damn. I'm going to go right back to the Ritz Carlton next time I have an opportunity because I know the experience is going to be amazing. So right. do that in your organization. So for us or for the the people listening to the podcast. Uh, Trust and we will trust in teamwork is one of our core values. Trust that your team is going to make the decisions and, and to make the right decisions for your team because inherently they want to do good, right? It's not like your staff's running around trying to like undercut your business and cut the legs out and piss everybody off. They really want to do good things, but if they don't feel like they can or if they're nervous about making a decision, then they're never going to make it and you're going to sit on a bigger problem later. So we just let everybody make decisions. I don't, I want you to make decisions on my team. I uh, don't sit on a problem. If you need help, sure. Ask others, but like make the damn decision and stop sitting around so we can move fast. Like I want to move fast because in this industry, you know, things change pretty damn quick. So Absolutely. if we're not on the front edge and we're stuck in our old ways, we're going to get past. Yeah. Arguably every single business is competing on a global level. I mean, maybe not your dry cleaner that's down the street from you, but arguably every business is competing now on a global level. And it's, it's only going to open the doors more so in the future where as technology and delivery of products and services uh, is becoming more and more available, if you're not driving on experience and you're trying to focus on price, you're going to lose. And so some of the suggestions that you've been making on this podcast and the one most recently we're talking about is giving people the ability to solve the problem right there is creating an amazing client experience. And we all know that people purchase based off of emotion first, logic second. So if you have a great experience, are you really willing to go down in price and sacrifice potentially your experience or would you rather go with what you know is right, right? Like going back to Starbucks, it could be the world's best cup of coffee across the street, but if you've never tried it and you know that your experience is going to be good with Starbucks, you're likely going to notice that other, that other business, but you're not going to walk in the door because you know the experience. And for you, if that's an enjoyable experience, you're going to opt for that yes. over something else. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Well, we're at the top of the hour and I want to be respectful of your time. So I want to, I want to kind of open it up to anything else that, you know, if there's any other final words of advice that you want to give um, any business owner that's looking to basically, you know, 
improve their business, scale, hire better staff. Just if there's any words of advice you want to give before we wrap up, by all means. By all means. Uh, I guess I'll leave you with this. As a, as a business owner, and I'm, you know, I'm sure there's varying sizes of business. Some are solopreneurs and some are, you know, have big teams, everything else. If you want to grow more than you are now, you absolutely have to have a team. And in, in the culture of your, of your team uh, is, is your business. And that should be your main job as the CEO or the founder. Yeah, maybe you know this stuff, but you, your, your job should really be building the team. So at some point, you're maybe removing yourself from the operation, which is something that I really focus on, especially with my gym owner clients is a lot of them are still mopping the floor and training every client. And you can't live a life like that and be, I mean, you can for a little while, but you're just not going to be able to sustain that over time. And let's just say you're able to get out of your business and you have a great team and systems and, and everything's great. You can do whatever you want with your time. Time's the one thing you can't get back in life, right? So maybe you want to do something else and start another business like I did. Great. You can do that now because you got everything's fine here and maybe you can, you know, jump in every once in a while. It's a, the greatest feeling in the world to know that without you being involved in the business, it's able to sustain, operate, generate revenue, pay you, pay the team and everything's great and you can do whatever you want with your time. That's I think personally is the ultimate goal, but there's some people that will never get there. Not because that they can't, maybe they don't want to. And that's okay too. Not saying everybody should go this route, but think about time and then building a family like you have Daniel. And like, imagine having to miss your kid's soccer game or you don't get that stuff back guys. And as I get older, hit 40 this year, right? It's, I feel I started looking at those things more than the grind. Although I love the grind, I just enjoy the fact that I can personally do whatever I want, spend time with my daughter, go on vacation, you know, all that fun stuff. So there, there's more to it. That's kind of the whole reason you, you, you'd start a business on your own is to be able to call your shots and do what you want. And you don't, you're not working for the man, you know, that quote unquote. So get there. So do it. So make the decisions to do that. If that's what you want to do, and it starts with having that team and having and giving them the ability to make decisions. Obviously, you got to train them and everything else, so they have to know their their roles. But once you get there, there's no better feeling. Like like when that sale happened and it had nothing to do with us, you know, with that one team member that's in Colorado. She's having a conversation, and all of a sudden, revenue happens without me being involved. That's, that's a great thing. Couldn't have been better words of advice. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate your time. I know you're running two businesses. You're, you're a father and taking time out of your day to bestow upon us. These words of wisdom is greatly appreciated. So thank you so much. And um, anyone who wants to learn about your business um, or potentially even hire you, where would they find you? Yeah, you know, the, the best first step for anybody to do is just get on a call. Let's have a chat. We, we call it breakthrough calls. It could be any business. Uh, it's uh, the, the URL, and I don't, I don't know if you can uh, maybe put it in the show notes. It's PF, like Paul Frank, marketingsolutions.com slash call. That'll take you right to the counter. Jump on a call. There's a, there's a little form you fill out. We'll give, get some more information from you. But we'd have you to have a chat. Really no obligation. If there's uh, anything we can help you with, we'll, we'll let you know. Perfect. 
And that's one more time for people that are driving down the road. That's P as in Paul, F as in Frank, marketingsolutions.com, right? Slash call. Slash call. Gotcha. Perfect. Thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on the call today. And uh, for all of you out there, tune in for the next episode. Have a great rest of your week.